It's Florida Governor Ron DeSantis versus former President Trump in a new straw poll. Joe Biden struggles as gas prices and inflation continue to rise. Plus, some Senate Republicans are joining Democrats on possible gun control. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, former President Trump, and the rest of the contenders who could face Joe Biden or someone else in the 2024 presidential election. Currently, Biden is carrying some of the worst approval ratings we've seen in a modern president. He doesn't have Republican support. He doesn't have support from independents. And in an ongoing trend, Biden is even losing support among Democrats. But if Joe Biden is the 2024 nominee, who would face him on the Republican side? Former President Trump is amassing a very significant win-loss record with his 2022 Republican primary endorsements. But when it comes to who Republicans favor for the top spot in 2024, there's actually some debate. Here's the story. Governor Ron DeSantis once again bested former President Donald Trump in a new straw poll for the 2024 presidential election. Attendees of the Western Conservative Summit, organized by the Centennial Institute, a think tank associated with Colorado Christian University, were asked on Saturday to vote on 31 2024 presidential contenders, including both Republican and Democrat candidates. Not surprisingly, GOP names dominated the results. DeSantis came out on top with 74% of the votes. Trump got 71%. Senator Ted Cruz came in at 43%. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo at 39%. And Senator Tim Scott at 36%, according to a press release from Centennial Institute. Former President Mike Pence came in 10th place. We've seen this before. Former President Trump wins at CPAC, and DeSantis wins somewhere else. Make no mistake. Trump wins most of the polls, but the fact that DeSantis wins some as well and no one else comes close means that we could be seeing some interesting politics emerge following the 2022 elections. Here's more. The Florida governor previously topped a straw poll conducted in May at a Wisconsin GOP convention with 38% of the votes. Trump received 32%. Trump has come out ahead of DeSantis in other surveys. 30% of respondents in a May survey by Harvard Caps Harris said they would back Trump for a hypothetical 2024 GOP primary run, with DeSantis trailing at 8%. Additionally, 47% of likely GOP voters said they would back Trump for the party's nomination in the next presidential election, while DeSantis came in a distant second with 20%, according to a February poll conducted by Rasmussen Reports. So you see? Some for Trump, some for DeSantis, all in an environment that is certainly anti-Biden and anti-Democrat. The attendees at the Western Conservative Conference were also asked to mark any of the 25 policy issues they considered most important. The top five were immigration and border security at 82%, election integrity at 79%, religious freedom came in at 75%, federal budget in the deficit at 74, and gun rights at 74 as well. 
Those will be huge issues going into the 2022 elections. But when we look at 2024, who is your pick for the GOP presidential nomination? Trump? DeSantis? Maybe Cruz? Someone else? Let me know in the comments. All right, next let's talk about Joe Biden and the economy. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden and the economy. And as you might have heard, the May jobs report was released on Friday and Biden's remarks on that report were a classic case of spin and outright deception. He actually said that wages are going up. Not true. He said that Americans were feeling secure in their savings. Definitely not true. The fact is, the May jobs report showed the lowest number of new jobs in the past year. Yet that didn't stop Biden from trying to take credit for what is clearly a faltering economy. Here's Biden. We aren't likely to see the kind of blockbuster job reports month after month like we had over this past year. But that's a good thing. That's a sign of a healthy economy with steady growth, rising wages for working families, everyday costs easing up, and shrinking the deficit. That stability puts us in a strong position to tackle what is clearly a problem, inflation. I've been very clear that fighting inflation is my top economic priority. There is just so much to dissect in that one clip. First, while making sure to diminish expectations for future months, Biden actually described America's situation as a healthy economy. That's just incorrect. But his markers for a healthy economy were steady growth, rising wages, and everyday costs easing up. Raise your hand if you think any part of that was true. I just can't believe that Biden and other Democrats say things that they say. Our economy contracted in the last quarter. That's the polar opposite of steady growth. Wages aren't rising and everyday costs like gas and food are not easing up. So what's he even saying? Here's more. The two challenges on the minds of most working families are prices at the pump and prices at the grocery store. Both of these challenges have been directly exacerbated by Putin's war in Ukraine. The price of gas is up $1.40 since the beginning of the year when Putin began amassing troops at the Ukrainian border. This is a Putin price hike. Putin's war has raised the price of food. Putin is to blame. That's Biden's plan, his strategy. Trump isn't around, so Biden can't really blame him, but he still tries. No, the cause of all bad things in America, according to Biden, is Russian President Vladimir Putin. Do you think the American people are buying that excuse? I don't think so either. Here's more. We begin with the backlash over inflation, a new NBC News poll showing 71% of Americans disapprove of President Biden's handling of the rising cost of living. And a lot of people won't like to hear this. Gas prices now reaching a new all-time high, 4.67 a gallon. Get this, up five cents since yesterday. Biden can't sell a rosy picture to the American public because Americans know what's going on. We are living it. And members of Biden's own team can't seem to help their boss either. The CEO of J.P. Morgan Trace, Jamie Dimon, recently talked about an economic hurricane that's about to hit. Here's Biden's labor secretary when asked about those comments. Uh, certainly, this has been a very 
challenging time for us in this economy over the last 18 months here. Uh, certainly, they're not going to blame the pandemic and everything else going on, but we, we have we have to continue to to move forward a step at a time here uh, to prevent that that quite honestly hurricane that that Jamie was talking about from hitting us directly. But you, so you don't necessarily, you're not saying Jamie Diamond's wrong. I hear you saying he he might be right. No, what Jamie Diamond, what what, what I heard Jamie Diamond just say was that we were potentially going to get hit with a hurricane. It could be a, a severe rainstorm, or it could be a worse than that and i think that there's no question about that we can't really predict no the future question. right now i think it's uncertain how it's going to be in the future that's just priceless i mean it could be an economic hurricane but you know it might be a severe rainstorm or worse than that in other words yes the economic hurricane comment was right but that's joe biden and his own team can't even cover for him all right next let's talk about congress's push for gun control after a word from our sponsor I want to tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, World Fair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, next let's talk about Republican Senator Pat Toomey and other Republicans who are now negotiating with Democrats on some form of gun control legislation. This push follows Joe Biden's speech and proposals from Democrats that would do nothing to prevent the type of shooting we saw in Uvalde, Texas. Let me say that again so you can pass it along to your friends. Nothing the Democrats are proposing regarding banning assault weapons would have stopped this person. The semi-automatic rifle was legally purchased, and with that comes a background check. Biden and the Democrats talk about protecting children, yet none of their proposals protects a single child. But this is the world of politics, so now there are bipartisan negotiations going on in Washington, which means that the Democrats will throw out token measures in order to get closer to their real goal, which is an attack on the Second Amendment. Here's the story. Bipartisan U.S. Senate negotiations on how or if to respond to the latest wave of mass shootings are focused on a range of options, including improving school safety and red flag laws to allow police to seize guns from people deemed dangerous. Democrat U.S. Senator Chris Murphy, who is leading the talks with Republican counterpart John Cornyn, said options on the table included investments in mental health and school safety. First of all, if you hear any Republican talking about red flag laws, you know that person has no concept of the Constitution. Also, now they are starting to throw out ideas like school safety, but Biden's proposals last week made no mention of any policy that would actually keep kids safe. Here's more. Democrats control razor-thin majorities in Congress, but Senate rules mean they need at least 10 Republicans to pass major legislation. That is a tall order with less than six months before November midterm elections when Republicans aim to retake the majority. U.S. Senator Pat Toomey, a Republican member of the negotiating group, says some expansion of background checks is on the table, along with possible red flag laws that allow states to maintain adequate due process. As the story mentions, Democrats need 10 Republicans to join them on gun control legislation. Pat Toomey says they have six on board, 
and he hopes there will be a lot more. Toomey was asked about Republican support in the U.S. Senate this weekend on CBS's Face the Nation. Is there a risk that the Republican Party becomes associated with gun violence if you can't get those votes? Um, you know, look, I, I think the Republicans have been very consistently supporters of Second, second Amendment rights. Um, Republican voters expect Republicans to defend the Second Amendment. Um, I think there is a place to land that's consistent with the Second Amendment, as I've been advocating for expanding background checks. By the way, I think encouraging states to have some kind of red flag laws uh, could make sense as long as there's adequate due process. Adequate due process. You know, this whole situation reminds me of big tech passing judgment on what we can or can't say. They don't have the facts, and conservatives are not given due process. Our free speech rights are cut off by government and big tech. Now, they think they will pass red flag laws, but they won't restrict our rights? Trust the government to preserve our due process. Are you kidding me? Hopefully, Republicans will stand united on policies that make sense, address school safety and security, our culture, and mental health issues. That's what will fix society. The semi-automatic rifle has existed since around 1907, and we didn't have this chaos. In addition, there are strict gun laws in places like Chicago, and look what's happening there. The Democrats don't seem to care about those situations. All right, next let's talk about school lunches, because as woke corporations are doing backflips to show just how much they are into this Pride Month, the Biden administration is holding the school lunch program hostage unless schools adopt Biden's and the left's radical LGBT agenda that seeks to sexualize children and promote sexual identity and gender orientation programs for kids who should be focused on being kids. And yet the Biden administration is saying to schools, if you don't adopt our agenda, we're going to cut off the funding that will provide food for these children. Here's the story. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's Food and Nutrition Service announced it will prevent low-income students from participating in its national school lunch program if their school does not adopt the administration's interpretation of Title IX, which holds that the federal civil rights laws provision against discrimination based on sex includes designations of sexual orientation and gender identity. A spokeswoman for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said the decision to withhold food from disadvantaged children in order to advance a deranged political agenda was appalling. We will not allow Biden to force Floridians to choose between children's food and parents' rights, DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, told the Washington Free Beacon. That is the kind of decision that a totalitarian regime would force upon its citizenry. The DeSantis team isn't the only one speaking out. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem has some choice words for Biden as well. President Joe Biden is using the school lunch program to push his radical left-wing agenda. He believes that biological boys should share the same bathrooms and showers as biological girls. He also thinks that boys should be allowed to compete on girls' sports teams. So he's threatening to use the national school lunch program to bully states into falling in line. And if we don't, he's going to take food off of our kids' plates. With all the problems that are facing America today, from the border to crime to inflation and gas prices, President Biden should be focusing on solutions for those problems. 
Well, she's right. Biden should be focusing on those issues. But as we've seen over the decades, the left knows that it can steer policy and completely change the makeup of this country by indoctrinating children. That's what you see going on now in today's government-run schools. The fact that the left has taken that indoctrination to the point of sexualization lessons and ideas onto small children is the breaking point. Parents and concerned citizens are fighting back. Governor Nome is prepared to take that fight to court. I have a message for President Biden. If you do this, if you take food away from our children, literally off their plates, unless we allow boys to compete in girls' sports in South Dakota, I will immediately file suit to protect our kids. We've beaten you in court before, and we'll do it again. Good for Christy Nome, and good for parents who are stepping up. The left has gone crazy, and when you see reports like we did this weekend of children being taken to a drag queen event at a bar with dancers grinding and signs like this in the background, you know something needs to be done. The left is obsessed with taking childhood away from children. They won't lift a finger to actually protect children and keep them safe at schools, but they are 100% on board with stuff like that. It's just another reason why independents and even some Democrats are looking elsewhere. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Friday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.